Hi. How are you? Not too bad in yourself. With all due respect, let's get the small talk. Welcome to Let's Give the Small Talk, a podcast show where we talk about it all, one topic at a time. I'm your host, Tyconis Allison. With that being said, ready, set, stimulate. Let's Give the Small Talk. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to episode 73 of Let's Give the Small Talk. Today's episode is going to be very shocking, to say the least. Today, we'll be discussing Charles Sabraj, a French serial killer, and his deadly infatuation with hippies. I will warn you in advance. Some things said throughout this episode will very well make you sick to your stomach. Especially when you hear how conniving Charles Sabraj was. Once I became familiar with the story, I immediately felt compelled to share everything I knew about it with you because through it all, there is an important message at the end, which is trust very few, if any. Can you dig it? Before I give you the skinny, first, let's talk about the podcast. If you enjoy Let's Skip the Small Talk and you would like to help the podcast reach its fullest potential, then by all means, please do so. All you have to do is simply text this episode link to one person on your phone. If you know somebody who may not be familiar with the story and may think it's pretty intriguing, send it to them. As you know, there's nothing more powerful than a recommendation from someone you know. It's just not. It helps out tremendously. So please continue doing so. And thank you in advance. All right. With that being said, let's kick the show off with a little motivation. Three, two, one. Score! Goal season is here. I repeat, goal season is here. I want to share a special message to anyone that is trying to catch up to their dreams. Once again, this is a message for anyone that is trying to catch up to their dreams. First and foremost, you're not alone. I am running as well. You're not alone. I'm trying to catch up too. I stopped jogging a while ago and now I'm running and every day I'm trying to enhance my speed. I'm trying to catch up to my dreams and wrap my arms around them just like you. So I feel you. My advice to you is to keep running like your reality depends on it. Because it does. Keep running until you run out of breath. It's time you live the life you envision. 
I'm getting ready. I still got more work to put in, but I am getting prepared to live the life that I envision. I refuse. I refuse to live any other way. I promise you. And I know you feel the same because you are chasing your dreams each and every day. You are not alone. I feel you. It is time that you give everything you got in order to have all that you want. Tunnel vision. Keep them blinders on. Right now, the best thing you can do is you. The best thing you can do is do you. Many people won't understand it. Some will even mock it or clown it, you know, with their subliminals. But as a fellow runner, from one runner to another, don't slow down. Don't let anybody deter you from the race of your life. Keep on running. I can't stress that enough. Don't give up on yourself. Don't start walking. Don't start jogging. Don't change the course. Don't give up. Keep running until you wrap your arms around your dreams. Keep running until you live the life that you envision. Let those jeers and those cheers motivate you to catch up to your dreams. All right? You're not alone. I feel you. I am running as well. Okay? All right. With that being said, let's get funky. First off, who is Charles Sabage? And what is the hippie trail? Charles Sabage is one of the most notorious serial killers ever. He is said to have killed anywhere between 12 to 24 people in Southeast Asia in the 70s and in the 80s. Most of them were young backpackers from the Western countries traveling the hippie trail. So I bet you're wondering, well, what is the hippie trail? At one point in time, it was a rite of passage, a journey that usually began in London or Amsterdam or Yugoslavia, then through Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, India, and Nepal. It was a trek that saw tens of thousands of young people attempt to find enlightenment, inner peace, or just a gnarly time. Known to many as hippies, but they were just young men and women who wanted to understand the world and their place in it. Hmm. Hmm. Traveling into the unknown was not only an adventure, but also an escape from conformity. It was a kind of pilgrimage for many Americans who felt suffocated by the growth of materialism and war. 
If you're wondering how did they afford the trip, well, believe it or not, the journey was affordable compared to the cost of living at home. Apart from the European cities, the entire journey from Yugoslavia to Nepal for the Americans was incredibly low. You know, they lived modestly as they traveled. And at that time, it was much safer to hitchhike as long as they didn't run into Charles Sabach. Charles was fluent in several languages and he was a charmer. He would befriend his victims and later either drug and loot or drug and kill them. His first known murder victim was an American, Teresa Knowlton, who was found drowned in a tidal pool in the Gulf of Thailand. Get a load of this. Charles was once asked, what makes someone a murderer? And he said, either they have too much feeling and cannot control themselves, or they have no feelings. It is one of the two. Can you guess which one it was for Charles? Take a guess. A or B? Former or latter? It was the latter. They have no feelings. Charles and his accomplices, his girlfriend Marie, and a guy named Ajay, would invite their victims over for a party. Right? Then Charles would drug them by putting a pill in their drink. And when they start to feel woozy and ill, he or one of the accomplices would offer warm milk or medicine to help them feel better. But in actuality, it was more drugs and chemicals to make them feel worse. Then Charles and Ajay would take the victims to a body of water and drown them or set them on fire or stab them to death. They kill people in Thailand. Singapore, Nepal, those are only the victims that they can confirm. That does not include the suspected others. After they killed them, Charles would steal their money and their passports. He would meticulously take their picture off their passport and put his back on and make it look like it was never touched. And he'd do the same for his accomplices. He would literally Prey on people that look like him, Ajay, or Marie. Because after he changed up the passports, they traveled to a different country. That's how they remained under the radar for almost a decade, killing people for sport. Charles preyed on young idealists, trusting backpackers, and hash-smoking stoners. For the longest, like I said, it was almost a decade, Charles was riding high. But it all came crumbling down, and here's how. Charles had the audacity to try trick a group of 60 guys. I can't make this up. Please listen to me. He tried to trick 60 French postgraduate students. He put anti dysentery medication in their drinks and he wanted to rob all of them while they were all unconscious 60 people but he miscalculated the doses and when some of the students were becoming violently sick the other members of the group realized their new friend 
Charles had an ulterior motive. They got on top of him. They pinned him down and they called the police. Get this guy out of here. Get him out of here. Charles was detained at Tiha prison in New Delhi. But Charles, the forever charmer that he is, he smuggled in some gemstones into the jail and used them to bribe prison officers to ensure he lived a relative comfort life in jail. He was given 12 years for attempted robbery. And he lived like a king in jail. He had his own television set. He dined on fine food. And after 10 years inside, he was faced with a dilemma. While he was in jail, living the life, the murders he committed in Thailand had been thoroughly investigated and traced back to him after they raided his old home and found a pile of passports and driving licenses of victims. A stash. Which is why it's rumored anywhere between 12 to 24. Ugh. Charles knew he was done for, so he did what he does best. With two years left on his sentence, he threw a party in his new Dolly jail for officers and inmates. And guess what Charles did? Yep, he stuck to his M.O. He drugged all the partygoers with sleeping pills and walked out of prison. He was caught shortly after in a restaurant and his sentence was extended by another 10 years. But that's what he wanted. He wanted more time in the prison to avoid the charges waiting for him in Thailand. By the time he was released in 1997, the charges in Thailand expired. (laughs) The ever elusive Charles Sabaj, huh? So I bet you're wondering, well, hold on now. He was released in 1997. Where the hell is Charles at right now? Where's Charles? Well, you can count on Charles to be cocky, to be arrogant, and to be full of himself. Because in 2003, he traveled to Nepal and was arrested for the murders of two North American backpackers in 1975. He was tried. And received a life sentence. And that is where Charles Sabaj is today. Right now. In jail. In Nepal. I want to tell you something that Charles said. Here's a a direct quote. I can justify the murders to myself. I never killed good people. Guys, if there's one thing you take away from today's episode... I hope it's this right here. I hope it's trust very few, very few. You never know what someone has in mind. You don't. I'm not saying to live in paranoia and constantly look over your shoulder. No, but I am saying be mindful and be very aware of your surroundings because your life depends on it. Charles Sabaj is not the first serial killer and he's not the last one. 
they suspect that in America, at any given time, there are at least 12 to 20 active serial killers. I'm not telling you to look over your shoulder every second. I'm not telling you to be afraid. What I'm telling you is to be mindful and to be aware of your surroundings. Because everybody doesn't have good intentions. Everybody doesn't have a good heart. There are some people who done been through some things growing up and they're taking it out on people, on whatever their MO is. So please, if there's one thing you remember from this episode, trust very few, if any. Be mindful of your surroundings. Be very aware of the company you keep. And do not take a drink from anyone. No, just no. Get your own drink and keep it next to you the entire time. People are preying on people and it's sad. Protect yourself and stay groovy. With that being said, Let's jump into our next segment. Have a treat. As you know, each and every episode, I recommend something for you to read, something for you to watch, and something for you to do because you deserve to treat yourself. You work an entire day. You take care of your children an entire day. You take care of your parents an entire day. You take care of everyone. Let's take care of yourself. It's time. As a matter of fact, grab a fork, it's time for a treat. What I recommend that you read is a book called The Life and Crimes of Charles Sabraj by Richard Neville. I want you to read this book because Richard Neville interviewed Charles Sabraj. And everything from the transcript, he turned into a novel. Guys, I tell you all the time, if you want to get to know someone, Hear their story and preferably hear it from them. The Life and Crimes of Charles Sabraj by Richard Neville. All right. Now for something to watch. What I recommend that you watch is a series on Netflix called The Serpent. And you can guess who it's about. It's about Charles Sabraj. One of his nicknames was The Serpent. Netflix just released this series about him. It's not a documentary. It's a drama. It's a drama thriller series, and it's really good. It's really, really good. Go to Netflix right now and start watching The Serpent. Everything I just told you, plus more motion picture right now. Netflix, The Serpent. All right. Now for something to do. What I challenge you to do is I want you to take something away. Take something away that you like. And I'm going to leave it up to you. It could be a certain food item. It could be a certain activity. You know, whether it's whether, you know, if you like gaming, take away gaming for a week. Don't game for a week. Right. If you like pizza, and let's say you eat pizza 
two or three times a week. Don't eat pizza for an entire week. Let's see how well we could do with self-discipline. I want you to challenge yourself. I want you to take away something that you like. Something that you like, like. Challenge yourself. See if you can do it. See how strong you are. See if you can do it. All right? Okay. Thank you so much for listening. I deeply appreciate it. If you enjoy this episode, please text it to one person in your phone so they can enjoy it as well. I deeply appreciate it. Thank you in advance. Before you leave, I like to leave you with this quote. When you fully trust someone without any doubt, you get one of two results. A, a person for life. B, a lesson for life. Thank you.